expressed throughout the broadcast day are those of the speakers and not necessarily those of the station staff, underwriters, or volunteers, and where we thank you very much for choosing to listen to us in this crowded media landscape. Ooh, 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 I know a whole bunch of people are tuning in right now from literally around the world, certainly around the nation, to hear Ask Your Herb Doctor. And they all missed, those those occasional listeners missed that uh, our fun drive was a couple weeks ago. And I know you people tuning in from far away realize what a true gem Redwood Community Radio is. And unlike any other radio in your neighborhood, which is why you are choosing to listen to us right now. So please do, uh, in the spirit of the freedom of speech that we afford to uh, to the Herb Doctor to get this information out there, uh, that you support Redwood Community Radio by on the website, clicking the big blue Donate Here button, and most importantly, by telling four friends about it far away and uh, getting them to listen and getting each of them to get four friends to listen and tell four friends to listen, etc., etc., etc. And uh, hopefully a couple of them will kick down a little spot of change, too. And if you want to be an underwriter, you can underwrite because you know everybody is listening right now. <clears throat> Speaking of underwriting... Support for the Herb Doctor comes from Tony Jones, who provides who provides Niazii, I think sorry, Niazii Healing, a hands-on healing philosophy where together Tony and her client can explore old patterns and beliefs that no longer serve. Once empowered with new perspectives, different choices can be made moving towards a life that's truly desired. Contact Tony Jones at 707-223-2724 for further information or to schedule an appointment. It's time for Ask Your Herb Doctor. Welcome to this month's May 2022 edition of Ask Your Herb Doctor. My name's Andrew Murray. Uh, Sarah's not joining us this evening. Uh, She's got other plans, but uh, next month she'll be back to joining us in the show. Um, It's such a beautiful drive-in this evening. I've just got to say this to folks, especially those folks that live around this area in Garberville and Humboldt County. Um... Yeah, it's a beautiful spring evening, warm and clear and bright and uh, yeah, lots of hope now that we've had 14 inches of rain, though I did hear the fire warnings. <laughs> Not too sure about the early fire. Uh, okay, so um, a beautiful evening and um, next month, June, phew, lo and behold, we'll be already at the solstice. And um, so enjoy the days lengthening. Uh, it's a beautiful light evening and uh, we'll continue to go that way for another month or so. Uh, so once again, um, we're running the show, Ask Your Herb Doctor. Um, again, we're very pleased to have uh, Dr. Raymond Pete join us with his expertise. And as always, from 7.30 until the end of the show at 8 o'clock, you're invited to call in with questions. And the number is 707-923-3911. Once again, 707 area code 9233911. And I just want to say that I have been contacted um, specifically um, to request that there are apparently a group of people out there who actually do not like to talk, uh, posing questions actually face-to-face as it were, but would rather leave the questions with the engineer. And uh, I've also 
asked whether or not there was any way of communicating um, other than by being on air live. Um, so if anybody has any questions and they want to pose them to the engineer, then the engineer can pass them on to me, and I see oh, he's pushed his... This fr- engineer really doesn't like that because people end up saying you didn't ask the question right and wanting to call back and <laughs> argue with the engineer. So my rule is I will do that, or they want to say something really inflammatory. Oh, right. And so my personal rule as an engineer, which I've tried to train other engineers, Go it's on. a good idea to say I will repeat five non-inflammatory word. If you can say a five-word question... Then I will do that because okay. it, otherwise everybody they call back and they uh-huh. want this and I didn't get understand their <laughs> oh, question right. Okay, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the the, uh, yeah. the boiling the boiling sentiment underneath that. Okay. So uh, I've always been – well, on your show, I generally don't because you always ask their name and where they're calling sure. for. So I understand that you want to have that more personal connection sure. with your people. But I'm more than happy to do five words. Sure. Okay. But the, whoever's you. listening who doesn't want to speak uh, and has got a succinct question they can put to the engineer in five simple words that would be awesome uh so and like the and of and stuff you know we, we <laughs> right. don't worry about that right okay much. so small little small little words don't count folks okay all right so uh once again now uh, we're joined by dr raymond pete uh i've got an intro that i'm going to read i'm going to read it after um we've got dr pete on the air dr pete are you with us uh, yes okay thanks so much for joining us as always uh and as always for those people who perhaps have never heard of you before uh, and don't know anything about you, would you please outline your professional and scientific background so people know how and where you're coming from? Uh, in, in the 50s and 60s, I was working in uh, humanities, uh, literature, uh, uh, painting, uh, philosophy, uh, and uh, my interest in how, how consciousness works uh, led me to uh, decide that to understand uh, language and, and art it would help to understand what the brain is and how the brain is conscious. Uh, and so I uh, went back to graduate school in uh, 1968, University of Oregon, uh, intending to uh, concentrate on uh, brain studies. Uh, but I found that they were uh, the department working on, on the brain was extremely dogmatic. Uh, and so I looked around and found that the uh, other end of the organism, the re- reproductive system, uh, the uh, professors in that area were actually uh, scientific and uh, didn't throw out uh, data just because it didn't agree with the uh, dogma. Uh, and so I did my a dissertation on uh, the oxidative uh, aging process as it relates to the reproductive system. Uh, and it turned out that that uh, gives a, a very interesting background to things such as how the brain works, uh, uh, which is a, 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 a theme that was existing in biology a hundred years ago, uh, how uh, electrons and biological energy uh, power uh, perceptions uh, and consciousness, but that had been uh, uh, squeezed out uh, the, the, uh, already right from uh, early uh, years of science. Uh, the corporations were uh, squeezing out uh, the uh, freely uh, exploring uh, researchers uh, and the uh, subsidizing uh, the people who would work uh, for their corporate interests. Mm, there we go. Okay, thank, thanks for that. Um, I wanted to, uh, I guess we'll open up the uh, dialogue. Uh, I just wanted to back up a little from last month. Um, now, again, it's always espoused at the beginning of the show that the views and opinions are offered by the speakers are those of the speaker and not of the radio show so uh, let's get that back out there again and we've been since the very beginning uh of 2020 uh skeptical to say the least uh of the organization and or rollout of what's become the uh, covid pandemic and what i think at this point in time has fizzled into a um, non-event at this point we are by all accounts seemingly over 
what was forecast in the beginning. Uh, but obviously, uh, you and I and many other people, especially other notable scientists, I'm not saying I'm a notable scientist, but um, definitely somebody who's looking at data and questioning and reasoning and using science and looking at all sides of an argument to come to a valid and level judgment about what is and what isn't. Um, something that seemed to be perpetuated during this quote-unquote pandemic was the uh, mass formation psychosis of the mindset of the population and this is not just a national this is international worldwide psychosis that i think can be only described as such that the directives and we'll call them directives not orders but we'll call the directives and the guidance we'll call it guidance and not demands but given by government's health organizations and vested interests who quote unquote have authority over us and there's another sec another subject about the current administration giving our parts of our national sovereignty 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 away to the world health organization and the united nations which is quote unquote very alarming uh, because they essentially will have control over any pandemic and the american policy towards a pandemic and so that's pretty scary folks um we believe that this nation is one nation under god and we have a constitution and the bill of rights etc and we are self-determinant but apparently uh just the other day um joe biden signed uh this thing which essentially is the beginning of what would be giving over these rights to the united nations for crying out loud okay so it's the united nations who have perpetuated most of what's happened during this covid pandemic which pretty much centered uh at least in the early days for sure around europe and europe's response to the covid infection and outbreak um obviously we've talked at length about the origins of it and it's very question questionable and we've also talked about the actual numbers of deaths and it's actually very close to a normal influenza season there's really actually no data to show that it's significantly higher uh, but yet the rhetoric has continued again and again and again that this is something completely alarming and has to be taken control of and lockdowns and face masks and social isolation and everything that's gone on with it has definitely espoused what the world economic forum uh, and klaus schwab and his minions um have been working at here really i guess actually and we'll talk about technocracy as well later as since the 1930s and um the subject of transhumanism is going to be my question to you but i just wanted to bring out again um as a um kind of preface wrap up from last month uh, mass formation psychosis and um so this and essentially in the beginning took the form of the vaccine narrative and the imperative that governments knew best and were the arbiters of truth. Uh, dissenting scientists were vilified or cancelled, which is very popular in today's culture, by the masters of the universe that we hear about, the uh, technocrats and the media groups and vested individuals who seem to have a lot of sway especially through social media over the masses like never before and the totalian totalitarians amongst them uh, veiled in this social media-esque cuddly and cute thought police they would monitor what you said and would <laughs> would basically strike you out or cancel you if you were saying things that they didn't like or agree and uh, also the sanctioning of free speech and the right to self-determination again i mentioned this is enshrined in our constitution in law and the law is how the subject uh, that i'm going to go on to uh, which was reiner formish his uh, legal campaign which if you <laughs> let me give you the uh, let me give you the website uh, for which there's a huge amount of superb chronically uh, chronologically rather documented uh, allegations backed by science uh, the website is https colon forward slash forward slash radical r-a-t-i-c-a-l dot org and then forward slash pandemic parallax view it goes on forward slash lawsuits dash c19 dash force dash claims dot html but that should get you there so radical.org pandemic parallax view lawsuits 
So, uh, since the beginning of the early, uh, since early 2020, when I mentioned that a lot of what was coming out in the media was definitely uh, hysterical and there were lots of ER doctors that were just saying this was just so unusual and this was during the whole ventilator tragedy in the beginning. There were many good ER doctors saying people were just dying en masse on ventilators. This was not a usual lung disease they were looking at. It did not fit the usual pattern, blah, blah, blah. And we talked about how people were killed on ventilators, especially if they were given remdesivir during during their treatment, which is still used incredibly. Um, and that the the basis for all of the startling and scaremongering uh, directives and orders not to do and not to be with and to be locked down and wear masks and fear uh, rolled out in 2020. Rainer Formick started a law um, suit with many other legal experts as well as doctors and other medical people who were also looking at the data and saying, what is going on? This is, does not make sense. So they formed a collective and... Um, they called this uh, collective um, the German Corona Commission. Uh, and this commission uh, essentially gathered uh, steam and, and got more and more scientists on board who were sceptical because what was being seen did not make sense. And um, there is on that website that I just gave you the uh, URL for a huge chronological list of Everything pretty much has gone on. I couldn't believe how much information was on there. We talk about the age of information and the dissemination thereof, and obviously um, we're going to get into the controlling the narrative side of information and disinformation. I mean, of course, who wants to hear lies and deceit, etc.? We want the truth. I mean, all of us do, I'm sure. So looking at the subject of transhumanism from uh, Klaus Schwab's own words, talking about people will own nothing and be happy, and that um, what we're seeing now, uh, especially looking just looking at the stock market, having its worst uh, successive eight-week loss, uh, is almost approaching the 19, 1930s um, collapse of Wall Street, is actually on a, on a week-by-week performance basis. It's getting very close to that, even though no one's actually talking about a collapse of the economy as yet. They are starting to talk about a recession, folks, but we've known it at least for the last year and a half or two years, even since uh, the beginning of COVID, and seeing this as just another scapegoat for the Great Reset, which was part of Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum debate, saying that these people, these vested interests, of which nearly all of it is private entities and corporations that, that are huge, um, that have the ownership of much of what we take for granted, uh, want to steer humanity in a certain way. And so when I looked at technocracy and I looked at transhumanism and uh, I looked at the background of it from the 30s until now, it's like, wow, it kind of totally makes sense that obviously governments want a control over their population. They don't want too many people thinking outside the box or thinking freely. And it's in their interest through whatever means, and it's become a technological, technocratic means, uh, that they now have vast amounts of data and algorithms that are used to tell exactly what you like, what you don't like, what you will buy, what you won't buy, and where your probably your political background or beliefs and ideals are, uh, with a pretty good degree of accuracy. If you're on social media and you post all this stuff, the algorithms can figure it all out quite well. It's not rocket science, but they've deployed it against us. And so for that very reason, I've never signed on to social media, I'm not tooting my horn or anything, but I'd, from the beginning, I never liked the idea of it. So back in 2002 and three and four, when YouTube was gaining steam, you know, people were getting on Facebook and stuff, I never, never looked at it as something that uh, to be encouraged. So Dr. Pete, transhumanism is this premise that biological evolution will be overtaken by genetic, wearable and implantable or injectable technologies that artificially expedite the evolutionary process called the Great Reset. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I know you have mentioned uh, snippets here and there about where you feel your opinion of this, but what's your... Uh... In the 1940s and 50s, uh, I knew people who had uh, become convinced uh, members of Technocracy Incorporated uh, and uh, the, the stock market that you mentioned, uh, that has been one of the techniques to uh, take over assets of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, every time uh, 
the uh, value uh, of the stock collapses suddenly, uh, small investors are, are the ones who uh, get killed by it, uh, and uh, the, the big uh, uh, giant corporations get bigger. Uh, and so it's like a ratchet to shake loose the, uh, the uh, bulk of the investors in stocks and uh, constantly uh, refine the ownership to a smaller and smaller group. Uh, and uh, the, the uh, uh, people who were uh, injured by the uh, uh, starvation, uh, even the, the extreme uh, breakdown of the economy in the 1930s, uh, uh, people with good intentions uh, said, well, uh, the uh, uh, corporate en- engineers uh, uh, know what needs to be done. Uh, and uh, so if we turn uh, the operation of the economy over to uh, scientists and engineers, uh, they will uh, make sure that uh, we don't have these uh, collapses, uh, except that uh, the scientists and engineers are working for the uh, uh, big corporations that engineer the collapse. Uh, so uh, the, these people were well-meaning but very uh, gullible. Uh, they, they would have caravans across the country in the uh, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Uh, it, they uh, drove uh, gray cars with a, a yin-yang symbol on the doors uh, and uh, attracted lots of attention, but they were uh, really just uh, a minor uh, sign of what was really going on uh, with the shakedown of uh, ownership, concentrating more and more the control over over society. Uh, the uh, uh, corporations, uh, right from the very beginning, uh, 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 the first generations of uh, scientists in the 17th and 18th centuries uh, were uh, uh, of the ruling class, basically, people who had leisure money to do their own research. Uh, but then uh, by the 19th century, uh, the corporations uh, were taking control. Uh, uh, and 1950 was really a turning point when uh, the government uh, came right out uh, and said that uh, big science uh, is the only science. Uh, and uh, government uh, has to uh, direct, finance, uh, and control uh, the big science. Uh, 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 so uh, there hasn't been any uh, pretense of, uh, of uh, science being a free enterprise thing anymore. The, the journals and universities uh, uh, were absolutely taken over by uh, the funding of the giant corporations and the government funding agencies. So, uh, looking looking at the definition again, and I think this again is the language, folks. Um, I think the direction of the language and the confusion is a tool. The when I looked at technocracy um, earlier on, um, they couched this in terms of the green economy sustainable development well i hear sustainable development all over humboldt county and i have done for quite a while um i'm not saying it's bad i'm saying that the interpretation of the green economy and sustainable development doesn't seem to upset anybody it sounds like a good thing i mean why wouldn't you want development to be sustainable rather than unsustainable and why wouldn't you want green over black uh, as a kind of means you know it I agree totally with the um, fossil fuel, you know, the abolition uh, of fossil fuel in favour of better, greener, less poisoning, polluting things. Of course I do. And I I like the idea of sustainable development over completely exploited and unsustainable raping of our natural resources, of course. I mean, that's that's an absolute no-brainer. But in terms of the technocracy and these terms... 
green economy and sustainable development is actually a very different picture that is being foisted uh, on the nations of the world uh, if the World Economic Forum get their way, if transhumanism comes to pass, if people don't wake up from what they've been subjected to, if they're not made aware of the actual end game of what this is all about and where it's going, um, it's going to be almost too late for a lot of people. Uh, um, the, the way they manipulate science uh, is in the background, and so it uh, involves a selling of an ideology to the general population, uh, which uh, justifies a reductionist uh, view of uh, biology and uh, evolution, uh, the uh, intelligence of organism and of uh, uh, development has been uh, made to seem uh, uh, ridiculous and uh, ruled out of science. Uh, uh, the background it includes a uh, uh, philosophy of, of logic, uh, how, how uh, the brain and logic uh, uh, are uh, contributing uh, to uh, truth in science. Uh, they, they had to uh, get at the very uh, essence of mind and intelligence and uh, rule out intelligence from uh, 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 science in favor of randomness as being uh, the, the key to everything. Uh, evolution supposedly is a matter of uh, infinite uh, random events. Uh, and uh, when you look at how that really works, it is a degrading process, not, a, mm. not an advancing process. Uh, and uh, uh, people like uh, Barbara McClintock, uh, who in the 1940s and 50s showed that uh, 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 plant uh, corn uh, with her particular material, uh, that plants uh, use intelligence, uh, uh, intelligent modification of their own genes uh, to to improve their situation, uh, and that. Uh, uh, actual objective scientific work ruled her out of the uh, functional uh, world of science. Uh, she wasn't invited to conferences. Uh, her papers weren't published. Mm -hmm. uh, and so from uh, the 1950s uh, for, for several decades, uh, she was uh, uh, non-existent in the world of uh, evolution genes and, and uh, the concept of uh, what an organism is. But then Monsanto was being criticized for uh, ma making uh, uh, new organisms, uh, mm -hmm. seeds that they could uh, control to sell their uh, 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 Roundup, uh, 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 various forms of insecticide and, and uh, weed control. Uh, that uh, their, their plants, plants could endure. Uh, and, uh, people were criticizing that as, as a, a, a very dangerous uh, process. Uh, and uh, in the universities, uh, I was at the University of Oregon at that time, and the, 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 uh, essentially all of the professors uh, went along with the genetic engineering will be done by smart people like them, and so nothing could go wrong. <laughs> let me let me hold your thought there, Doctor Pete. Um, so, ask your Doctor KMD Garberville ninety one point one FM from now, and we have a caller from now until the end of the show, eight o'clock. You're invited to call in with questions. The number seven zero seven nine two three three nine one one. I wanted to say one last thing before we take this next call: that the whole point of transhumanism as an evolution through intelligent design relies on intelligent design, folks. And the mRNA vaccine rollout's been anything but intelligent, and we'll get into that after this caller. So, caller, you're on the air. Where are you from? What's your question? They just had less than five words. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> a, a very good, germane one. Uh, please define transhumanism. Right. 
So, okay, so as I said at the beginning here, uh, it's the premise that biological evolution will be overtaken by genetic, wearable, and implantable or injectable, folks, technologies that artificially expedite the evolutionary process. So this is transhumanism, uh, where ultimately you hear about uh, Elon Musk uh, going on about chips, implantable chips in the brain that will be, uh, that will make you a better person, folks, because we're not created well enough. So I think we have another caller. Caller? Yeah, you're, caller, you're on the air. Where, where are you from and what's your question? Yeah, I'm from Los Angeles. Um, so I wanted to explain it as quick as possible and... Uh, Let's see if you guys understand me. So my wife um, has been having uh, pro prolonged bleeding. Okay. And um, she um, started taking progesterone. Mm -hmm. So the progesterone, 2.5 milligrams, has helped cut the bleeding off. But when she stops taking the progesterone, the bleeding continues. So now the because they found something in the ultrasound, they want to do a, a hysteroscopy and... Uh, what is a uh, cutterage, uh, endometrial crud? Curatage, right? Like that? Yeah, curatage is where they. Um, and I know, and I know, Doctor P recommends thyroid, but mm -hmm. let's say they do find something, some abnormal cells. What would, you know, be the next step, like to okay. really reverse this? I, well, I guess first things first. Let's just clarify. You said she was given progesterone. Is it actual progesterone or is it a progestin? Do you know what type of progesterone it is? All I know, all I know, it says meth, M E. TH progesterone, so it's prescribed. I didn't Meth. actually read the all the ingredients that progesterone? it could be mixed with. Mm -hmm. Okay, Dr. P, what, what about meth progesterone? I'm not sure about meth progesterone. And the patients, uh, the wife of the person, the caller, um, getting bleeding that was seemed to be controlled by it, but then... What was the dose of progesterone? 2.5 milligrams, was that once yeah. a day or... Uh, yeah, that, that can't be real progesterone. Right. Uh, that, well, that much progesterone uh, wouldn't do anything. Right. So, are, yeah, you, are you sure that that dose was two point five milligrams? Yeah, yeah, correct. Because she was on ten milligrams a few few days ago, right? Right. And it just was giving her headaches, and I mean, it did cut the bleeding, like it got lighter. But the, the symptoms, the side effects of the prescribed uh, ten milligram progesterone just too strong has she so, has she gotten hold of any um natural progesterone no we never tried that one that's the thing she's never i mean the diet is pretty clean mm -hmm. but other she's never tried the thyroid she's never tried the natural progest e you guys recommend okay and it's kind of hard to get her to you know get into the rhythm of doing those supplements mm -hmm. but the, the, i'm wondering if, if if what dr p thinks if you know the growth is abnormal cells because they'll give her the results. Yeah, well, next that, week. and that, does he recommend that that she takes those tests? Well, if she's well? yeah, if she's got endometriosis and she's got an uncontrolled estrogen dominant uh, physiology, um, mm -hmm. if, if they're talking about a hysterectomy, um, I would definitely advise against a hysterectomy because unless she's really exhausted natural progesterone as a means to counteract the estrogen dominance that she's almost certainly got because of her endometriosis, then you need to rule that out first. So, um, And the function of, of thyroid is to increase natural progesterone production while decreasing yeah. estrogen. And so it has a very high success rate in endometriosis because that is caused by... A thyroid deficiency with estrogen excess. Uh, and oh, okay. I, I, I've okay. known several people who, uh, on the very first day of starting to correct their thyroid function, uh, mm -hmm. their symptoms disappeared. Uh, and uh, for, for uh, a few months, I was keeping a track of, uh, I think it was 36 uh, women who uh, were told they needed a biopsy or, or partial hysterectomy because mm -hmm. abnormal cells. And within a month of using supplements, including thyroid, every one of those 36 women went back and they could find no evidence of 
abnormal cells. Oh wow! And but the thyroid should be like you guys. Uh, I, I I've heard you mention when you know getting a sub Sinoplus from uh, Mexico, or is there a desiccated thyroid that we could find in the market that will be you know pretty uh, well tolerated? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But one thing to keep in mind is that uh, uh, the uh, T4 is a stabilizing uh, influence that has a half-life in the body uh, of mm-hmm. uh, about two weeks. Uh, and so if you try to get uh, the, the quick effect with uh, uh, the T4 uh, containing uh, uh, armor thyroid or Phenol Plus, uh, you're going to uh, have a good effect immediately, but then you'll overdose uh, uh, doing it for about uh, four or five days. You'll uh, run up against uh, an oh, thyroid. Okay. Oh. Okay, so so Dr. P, you don't recommend she. What about the hysteroscopy though, or to like kind of diagnose and um, the biopsy? Are you not in favor of those things, or I mean, uh, what would be your advice if the, the doctor does want to do the hysteroscopy? I, 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 well, to, to see if the uh, signs of uh, too, too much uh, bleeding, uh, uh, pain, uh, endometriosis symptoms. If you can stop that very quickly uh, with a combination of the right hormones, uh, thyroid and progesterone, uh, if you can stop the symptoms quickly, uh, then uh, within a couple of weeks, uh, the abnormal cells will probably have been normalized or, or shed. Right, right, because they're just, they're, the, the abnormal cells, the size is about, they're about three millimeters um but i mean uh, uh, um i guess she has to make a choice if she does want to go ahead and just see if they diagnose that but I, I thank you guys for your time also thanks for for the answering the emails i know you guys are bombed with emails so i appreciate it actually a lot. stay on hey fellow please stay on for a second there we have another caller here who has some experience with your issue or your wife's issue caller you're on as well okay Hi, um, I wanted to tell you that I had a similar situation five years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I went into the hospital with it, and I used Progest, uh, the Progest C, the kind that Ray recommends, and mm-hmm. Plus and Cytomel, and as mm-hmm. soon as I got my T3 up, the bleeding stopped. And wow. I continue to this day to use progesterone, um, they wanted to uh, do a hysterectomy. Then they gave me drugs that to stop the bleeding, which created blood clots. Then they said, oh, well, we'll uh, do radiation and we'll do all these things. And I said, no. And you know, I could, I started... I could, it, you're not as clear. I wish I could hear you clear and have a, maybe a, a way to put a call. Or email you. I, I can't hear it clearly. Hey, both of you. I will take you. We'll go back to the to the show, and I will have both of you on, and I will get your information and pass it to each other. Okay. So yes, just, just stay on, yeah, just stay on the line. Okay. Okay. Yes, thank I'm you. More than happy to talk. Okay. To great. All right. Well, that was fortuitous. Great. Okay. Um, so, Doctor Pete, you're with us. You're still with us, right? What was that? That's okay. I think there was another caller, a female caller, who called in who said she had exactly the same situation, and she was quite oh, quite yeah. happy to give the person yeah. uh, the um, what she had done, which was very much what you had already suggested. But so I think the two people are going to talk face to face or personally. Right. Well, not face to face, obviously, but <laughs> I think they're so far away. Okay, so. Um, you're listening to Ask Europe, Dr. Kami D. Garbable, 91.1 FM. Uh, from now until 8 o'clock, you're invited to call in numbers 707-923-3911, 707-923-3911, Dr. Raymond Pete, uh, guest speaker. Uh, so, Dr. Pete, I guess uh, let's kind of move on. Uh, I think I just want to just basically wrap up. Um, I, I, I had one more comment oh, go ahead, uh, about yeah. uh, Barbara McClintock uh, Good. Not, not getting... Any recognition being silenced for uh, 20 or 30 years. Uh, Finally, when uh, uh, Monsanto uh, was running into uh, uh, the 
reality that, that, that process is very deadly, much, much causes much more harm than, than benefit, except to their profits. They decided they needed some kind of propaganda, and to, to say that Barbara McClintock had demonstrated that plants use genetic engineering shows that that's a perfectly natural thing. So if the plants could do it on their own, it must be just as safe if Monsanto does it, which is a total misunderstanding of what what biology is. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I can hardly believe that that, uh, in terms of hearing it the way that that you've said that, for sure. But that really ties into the fact that the the whole GMO thing, uh, I know everybody here, probably in Humboldt County, was totally against it. I think it was 22. I think I still got the T-shirt. The uh, um, gosh, what was it? Some GMO uh, initiative that we were funding, and uh, was an anti-GMO, anti-Monsanto. We don't want your genetically engineered seeds here. Thanks. After farm- farmers all over the world uh, were getting sued uh, by Monsanto because some of their corn had GMO corn. Uh, present because of, uh, you know, biological life transmitting uh, and transferring, you know, uh, genetic information from the, pot, the stamens of one flower, flowering corn, uh, into a neighboring, uh, organic corn. Uh, and, um, you know, there's very, a lot of cases of small farmers put out of business by Monsanto's lawsuits against them. And, um, I think actually now, and quote me folks if I'm not right, but I think actually now Monsanto do have patents on what was considered unpatentable material because it's biological. Um, that was one of the big, one of the big, uh, kind of court cases was how can you, how can you possibly put a patent on naturally occurring Compounds and like now plants and food. And the yet, virologists have patented all these segments of viral yeah, right. genomes, so yeah. that if it's potentially yeah. a pandemic in the future, which has this little I bit know. of a genome in it, then they can get a patent on the vaccine to it. Yep, and we covered all of that in a previous show uh, about all the data surrounding the patents that have been issued since the beginning of the, uh, the, uh, the 2000, from 2000, 2001 and two through to the present, and this was all born. Uh, out in data that um, Robert Malone, inventor, of, well, inventor, he was the person who did his PhD on mRNA technology. He was the person who brought this out. That all of the patents that were issued uh, and initially were not allowed because of the quote unquote, you know, <laughs> inadmissibility of it because it was just not in the remit of the patent office to do this. Um, slowly but surely, they started getting patents granted, and it was the um, it was the professor. Uh, he's a he's a professor or doctor. And actually, I've not got his name on the tip of my tongue, Dr. P. I mean, you might have his name, who was the patent office. Uh, um, he was basically scanning all the patents that were being issued, and he's basically got a huge database again of all the companies that were issued patents on coronaviruses and other viruses and it's all part of a big plan to secure the rights to these uh, things david martin that's it david martin thank you so uh, we did a show on that and that's all very clear and obvious okay so i guess to wrap up the transhumanism things people just need to have a listen to this data again uh on the audio archives and i want uh, someone just texted me something they reminded me uh want to give a shout out to the late stephanie galboy who was a, a great oh no way great, late yes yeah, she Oops. died she was killed in redway a few years ago mm. but she was a great great fighter against the gmo issue and uh we have her to thank okay well yeah god bless you stephanie i didn't even know that i don't heard okay so the uh, the wrapping up of the <laughs> the wrapping up of right way well, it's not wrapped up it's still ongoing but reiner formic and again i want to quote this um or just reinstate the fact that law is law for a reason right we all need i'm not saying i'm a big legalist by any means uh we need a law you know so that there is a recourse for people who do things that we all don't collectively agree as a society should be allowed like murdering people and raping people and you know all of those things that we need laws for um so we can't have a lawless society because i don't think that's ever going to work because not one of us is good 
right? It's just the way it is. All of us, to some degree or another, have intents that are not, quote-unquote, good. Um, I'm not saying that we're all bad either, so don't quote me out of out of context. Um, but we need a law to be living by, and that's the whole point of our Constitution. Our Constitution was founded by the framers here that came and fled the tyranny in Europe and the overarching laws which were not just and they came here and provided their own system in the constitution and the bill of rights to have a free and open society with a constitution that protected people and gave us all inalienable rights to the pursuit of life liberty and happiness so uh, i think we have a caller so before i carry on with any more of that let's take the next good evening hi you're on the air where are you from hello you're on the air where are you from what's your question i'm from shelter cove i'd like to mention that vitamin D is extremely important oh, yeah. for women as they enter menopause. It's extremely important for women, and period. I had a low, 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 vitamin D level down to 16. 16, that's And it took bad. me 11 years yeah. in this community <laughs> okay. to diagnose my Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, and I'm not crazy. Okay. And I'd also like to <laughs> okay, well, I totally agree with what you said there. Vitamin D deficiency is rampant, uh, just probably worldwide. I know definitely in the States here, um, there are lots and lots of people whose labs show very deficient vitamin D, and they have increased the reference range for vitamin D to take account of the fact that people are pretty much deficient and how useful it is, especially for calcium metabolism and for its antiviral immune stimulating anti-cancer benefit amongst many other things that vitamin d does and so yeah um make sure you folks you're not just going to get it from the sun because it's just not the way it is and so most people are deficient and a good vitamin d supplement of 5000 iu a day should get most people into a fairly good range okay so dr p um <laughs> patient doctor relationship um again it's another sign of the times um but i'd love your comment on it the i found out the as california is california folks i don't know um what it is about california i'm not bashing it i love california i think the environment is beautiful but some of the you know they always talked about the california fruits and nuts and um but it also talked about california where the great things started the great movement started and the great change happened you know so it's, it's all good um until it's not good okay so california assembly bill 2098 folks and it's out of our hands because it's up it's down to our senators our legislators and it's not a voting issue the California Assembly Bill 2098 would make, and it's going through the Assembly right now, and it doesn't look as though it's going to get stopped. It seems to have full democratic support. Uh, would make it easy and easier for the Medical Board of California to discipline doctors who promote COVID-19 misinformation by classifying it as unprofessional conduct. So let's just think about that. COVID misinformation. So anything, that is, anything which does not conform to government guidelines issued as scientific fact when evidence exists, which as scientific fact itself completely refutes all claims made by government mandates. So think about that, folks. You talk about free speech. I talked about open debate. Open debate is critical to a free and functioning society. We need to hear everybody's point of view, folks. It's not one side. I don't want to give a one-sided view of things. And it might come across that sometimes because of the COVID uh, debate and everything that's happened as a result of it because there's plenty of scientific evidence to show there is a very different picture um, to be told and a very different story to be told. And that's why people like Rainer Folmick and the German Corona Committee are going at it through the legal channels because the law gives impartial hearings to the case. So weighing in are with scientific people, uh, people that whose entire lives are based on the subject they're talking on, with evidence written and documented evidence in a court court of law is the only way that progress will get made 
um, obviously you've got to think about whether or not the courts are biased or the, you know, the Supremes, for example, are biased. But when you go that far and you don't get the righteous judgment being issued, then you know there's something wrong. So the lawsuit that's being formed by Rainer Formick and his other lawyers and other professionals, and they're not the only people, uh, not just in Germany, but around the world, in Australia uh, and other countries, there are groups that are legally taking up this challenge to show that what's been done has been completely unconstitutional and needs address now. Otherwise, it's not going to stop. So, for those people who think it's all fun and groovy, uh, and that it's a great thing, what we've gone through, and it was for our benefit, I'd really ask you to question, question yourself and look at, look at the data and see what's happened and see just how many people have suffered as a result of this quote-unquote experiment that's gone on. Um, so, doctor-patient confidentiality in Assembly Bill 2098 will ba- basically make it illegal for a doctor to use his professional judgment, folks, as your doctor, their professional judgment, having qualified and passed the bar and entered the field of being a doctor, talking to a patient in complete confidentiality, not disclosing anything that has been told to him or her about the subject being consulted, that that doctor actually now will have legal ramifications to answer to if they don't tow the party line. And that's becoming a very socialist term in terms of the party line. And I'm definitely not one to want misinformation and disinformation and lies to be propagated. And I want open debate and scientific debate and verifiable results. And I want the truth to come out, always have done. Uh, But Dr. Pete, a patient uh, doctor consultation and privacy and... uh, California Assembly Bill 2098, what do you think of that? Until just recently, uh, the medical licensing system has been uh, used to uh, exclude uh, uh, alternate theories of uh, medicine, uh, chiropractic, uh, homeopathy, uh, 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 all the... Uh, alternative, uh, old-fashioned uh, herbal uh, therapies. Uh, uh, these were uh, c- controlled by, by the powers uh, of medical monopoly, uh, and the doctors were fine with that. But uh, uh, now the the government has uh, decided that uh, they don't uh, have uh, e- even the power to. Uh, d- define what their own uh, monopoly uh, believes and does, uh, uh, and the government has uh, taken away uh, that that autonomy, uh, which uh, that uh, uh, really they they shouldn't have had such uh, powerful uh, control over defining who who is a physician, uh, but uh, uh, now they are. Uh, they've lost uh, everything along with uh, the the power to uh, uh, deal uh, privately with the patient Uh, and uh, now now the government is uh, the uh, final and uh, only word uh, on what constitutes medicine unbelievable okay uh, I have another Another point that I think we'll get through, um, again, it's on the same kind of, the same kind of topic, folk, the Ministry of Truth. I think we've all probably heard in the last week or so, the last couple of weeks, the Ministry of Truth that our current administration, uh, was bringing into power to make sure that we're not misinformed or fed lies or disinformation. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, but maybe people that are listening to this think that this is disinformation somehow. But um, the Ministry of Truth, the Department of Homeland Security, has announced the formation of the Disinformation Governance Board. So the Disinformation Governance Board, the DGB. They actually they put it on pause. Yes, they did. <laughs> you've preempted and you've jumped the gun, engineer. You shouldn't do that. So the DGB, so it's a little bit like the KGB, right? But it's the DGB. Yes, it has been dissolved, but um, I think, unfortunately, it's going to morph into something else because I think it was too in-your-face um, 
I think it caused too much of a reaction. So I'm sure there'll be some other covert way of bringing this thing to pass because I believe that it is in the interest of the current administration to make sure that they have full control of everything that's said and taught, etc., uh, etc. Et so, uh, Dr. Pete, yeah, they put that on hold. Um, but another Ministry of Truth is probably going to exist at some point in time. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but the government had been working directly through uh, uh, the, the uh, giant organizations like uh, Facebook and uh, 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 Wiki. Yeah, Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, no, uh, and uh, uh, the uh, social interacting uh, uh, groups. Uh, they they simply gave orders. Uh, the, the companies were created uh, by funding uh, coming from the uh, Pentagon, uh, and uh, so they've been committed all along to uh, cooperating with the government. But uh, the uh, canceling of uh, or, or censorship of messages, uh, thousands and thousands of. Uh, accounts are being closed uh, uh, by by the recommendation of the government, so uh, they don't really need a, a formal agent to uh, do, do what they've been doing all all along. Okay, well, it's uh, 7.56 here, almost three minutes to the hour. Uh, Dr. Pete, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, thank you. Okay, so uh, we didn't get to the end of uh, everything that I'd wanted to discuss, but I appreciate the callers that called in. And um, Dr. Raymond Pete, his, uh, he can be accessed, his information, his scientific and, yeah, yeah, referenced, you know, fully referenced. What he writes on his website uh, and he's written in his papers is fully referenced, so it's not just his opinion. Um www.raypeat.com uh, I wanted to get into the subject of uh, the baby milk f- formula crisis uh, but we'll have to address that next month hopefully uh, anyway it may actually be a good thing uh, I don't want to be um, flippant or uh, inflammatory in any way um, but essentially contains a lot of things that Dr. Pete would totally disagree with, like the uh, N-3 omega oils. And um, it also brings into question why mothers uh, should not be doing what mothers do when they give birth. I know there are some mothers who are unable, and obviously that is a complete and utter um, reason uh, to want a supplement. But uh, we'll talk about that, and then artificial meat and meat replacements, and... um, why we want to just turn against everything that we were um, traditionally doing uh, because folks it's all wants to go into a non-natural direction and whilst uh, sustainable development and green economics may sound like a good thing when you look at the central banks behind it and you look into it a little deeper folks don't be don't be guiled by it because actually it's a a weapon that's really going to be used against people's freedom so my name's andrew murray and we can be reached at westernbotanicalmedicine.com until june 2022 and it'll be around about midsummer i wish you a great spring and uh speak to you then good night I'll let you know that the Owens fire broke out south of Point Arena on the Mendocino Coast around 3 p.m. As of 7.45, the Owens fire has grown to 30 acres. It's about 5% contained. Resources will remain on the scene overnight. Highway 1 remains closed in that region, and traffic is backing up. Mandatory evacuation orders remain in place for residents on Owens Road, sorry, Bill Owens Road, and Schooner Gulch Road to Highway 1, the best evacuation route is east to 10 mile cutoff road about 60 residents are impacted more updates on this fire can be readily found at www.mendoready.org and shaka will have updates as they are sent to him by our news team thank you so much for listening the next sounds you will hear will be the dulcet tones of shaka <laughs>